Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk a little NBA Finals. We haven't talked basketball in about an hour. We've been talking Costa Rica soccer, so I think now's the time. Dave Burns joins us once again. Find him 98.7 Arizona Sports, and uh, he's on social media on Twitter, Burnsy987. Dave, thanks a lot for joining us once again. I'm sorry I can't speak English. It's Friday night at 10.22 p.m. How you doing? I totally understand. I'm about <laughs> 10 minutes away from not being able to speak English myself either, so you guys got me for the last good 10 minutes of the night. Oh, wait, 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 night. wait. What, what are your plans for the evening, and are you going to the game tomorrow night? We're going to start really basic here. Uh, plans for tonight involve uh, takeout sushi on the couch. Oh, that and sounds delicious! An adult cocktail or two. Yeah. And then uh, tomorrow night, yes, I am going to the game. I am a credentialed member of the media, but as I was telling your producer a second ago, I, I'm 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 there. I'm quote I'm air quote working tomorrow uh, at the game. Um, uh, that's not true. I'll be writing columns for the website and everything, but at the, the Phoenix Suns fan in me is going to have a hard time keeping it down in the press box because, man, I am just all sorts of nervous about tomorrow. Man, uh, first and foremost, Dave, thanks for joining us. I literally just texted my girlfriend that we need more sushi. We had sushi last night when I got home, some takeout sushi. <laughs> sushi is always a great call, especially late night. Not oh, too I, heavy, kind of filling. Yeah, not I love it. Not too heavy, not too filling. I could eat it every night. Absolutely. I could eat sushi for dinner Good every protein, night. too. I'm a huge, huge sushi guy. Uh, Dave, what do you think about, and this is kind of not even about the game, what do you think about this arena now being called the Footprint Center? What do you, what do you think about that name? <laughs> you know what? I'll I tell you, I, I, don't, I don't mind it at all. I actually kind of like it just because it's different. I know it's weird, and I know it doesn't like roll off the tongue, and you have to think about it for a minute, and you're like, Footprint? Why the hell are we calling it the Footprint Arena? Yeah. But but I, it's not a bank, and it's not an airline, and it's not an insurance company. and nothing against any of those. Those are all fine organizations. But it seems like when it comes to naming our sports arenas, you've got 75% of them that fall in the category of either a financial institution, an airline, uh, or an insurance company. And I, I kind of like that I like what the company is about. I like what their mission statement is about. I like what they do. I like that they're a local company based in the, the suburb of Phoenix that I live in, as a matter of fact, Gilbert. So it, it's going to take some getting used to, but I, I, I like it better than I would any other kind of random, boring corporate entity. I'm, I'm all for it. It's just going to take some getting used to. I miss the old school days, though, where, you know, it was just like the United Center, Madison Square Garden. Well, it is still the Garden. Uh, Dave, anyway. Um, he just he just spoke against airlines, and then he just bring up United Center as soon as he come back to respond. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Dave, the Suns are four-point favorites tomorrow. They're minus 175 on the money line over at BetMGM. Do you think Phoenix bounces back after two straight losses in Milwaukee? And what do they need to do to bounce back? I do think they're going to bounce back, guys. I, I am oddly confident about this uh, to the point where we just wrapped up our show about an hour and a half ago, and my, my co-host couldn't believe how confident I was about it. I, I, I think they're going to be re-energized by being home. I think their role players are all going to play better. I think Chris Paul is – I'm, I'm sure there's something physically wrong with him. He, he's saying there's, there's nothing wrong with him. Monty's saying there's nothing wrong with him. I think there is something physically wrong with him, but I also think that he's one of the greatest point guards to ever play. He will find a way to get over it and deal with it and figure it out. 
And I just I think that the Suns are going to play so much better at home. The key to it is going to be avoiding the stupid turnovers. The key to it is going to be uh, you know avoiding the runout points by Milwaukee. Our our Suns reporter counted of the 17 turnovers the other night, 11 were of the live ball variety and basically just handed a fast break to the Milwaukee Bucks. Basically started a drive for them and and. I think as long as they clean that up, I think they'll be fine. I, I think Chris Middleton's a different player on the road. Drew Holiday offensively, though not a force in game four. He's a different player on the road. And I just like how their role players are going to play at home as long as they're not sloppy with the basketball the way they've been the last three games because that'll just hand way too many easy opportunities to the box. I like them. I, I, I actually like them kind of comfortably to be honest with you, to win tomorrow night. People think I'm crazy for thinking that, but I do. I don't think you're crazy because I'm all over the Suns tomorrow to cover. I think they're going to get this thing. I th- I'm still Suns in six. I-, I do have a little little itch now that, you know, maybe 70 games is probably a-, a smarter thing than not, but I'm still sticking by my guns. I think Suns in six, I think they're so talented, and I, I look at these games, and I-, I really feel like, you know, just little simple nagging mistakes and issues that the Suns are having are really biting them in the butt. I'm talking about... Uh, this Suns team, and I'm going to continue the trend before Ryan hijacks it with more Milwaukee Bucks takes. Um, do you anticipate? Do you anticipate, or how do you anticipate they counter um, this pressure that Drew Holiday is applying to Chris Paul full court? I think you know, combined with the possibility that there might be something wrong with him physically, do you anticipate them trying to do something different to really free him up and get him going in a different manner, especially in the half court setting? I could see Devin Booker being the one bringing up the ball a little more to try to to try to you know if if you're really going to stick through on Chris and try to slow him down, I, I certainly could see Booker getting some of those responsibilities a little bit more. I, I think a lot of it too is is just going to be to try to push the ball down the floor before Milwaukee can get set. The Suns need to run. The Suns need to get out and get some flow to their offense. So I, I think you're going to see longer passes down the floor, opportunities to try to get out and break. Now, that might cost you a little bit with rebounding. You might lose some of that if you're going to send your guys out on the break, and you might give up another offensive rebound or two. But I also think that Milwaukee, no matter what the Suns do, Milwaukee's going to have an advantage in that regard. They're just bigger. They're stronger. They can send more bodies and get more second-chance points that way. I don't know if there's anything the Suns can do to really win that battle. So instead, I think they need to do what they're good at. And, and when they get the opportunity to get a rebound, they, they need to they need to push. They need to throw the ball to midcourt and, and get it up before the Bucks can get set. I think that's part of it. I think Booker handling the ball is another part of it. I think maybe Cameron Payne even doing more of the ball handling yeah. up until the midcourt stripe maybe is a way to counter some of that and then try to get Chris Paul into his sets a little bit. It's been a nuisance. There's no doubt about it. Dave, uh, you know, we were talking about this when Saric went down. Do you feel like the Dario Saric injury is a little bit uh, bigger of an injury than a lot of people are talking about? Because obviously, like, you can't really go to Frank Kaminsky, even for 14 minutes. He'll give you a couple points. He'll give you a couple rebounds. But defensively, like, the Bucs find him, just like the Suns found Brooke Lopez in those first couple games. Do you feel like that's a bigger injury than a lot of people are giving credit to? I do, and, and even at the time, I mean, when it happened, I, I sort of minimized it in my own mind, thinking, and, and at that point in time, the Suns were kind of comfortably playing with the Milwaukee Bucks. Not only does Zario give you another big body, he's a, he's a thick, 
body so he can help move kind of bodies around. But I, I think more than anything, where he helps and where he's being missed, the phrase that James Jones and the Suns have been using all year long, guys, is that, is that Dario is a connector. And, and by that they mean mm-hmm. he, he's, a, he's a very smart and willing passer as a big man. He understands the flow of the offense. He understands when he's, he's not the most physically coordinated guy. Um, he's certainly not the most athletically graceful, but he's big, strong, and he's smart. And I think they're missing his smarts when he's out on the floor to kind of give them a little bit more of a break in those non-eaten minutes. Uh, Kaminsky's an intelligent player, too, but he's just so poor defensively, and he's such a bad mismatch. He, he didn't see one minute yeah. of the floor in Game Four. So, Thank God. Yeah, I, I think that one's—I think that one's messing with him a little bit more than, than maybe even some of us had expected. And we've all seen how good Dario's been most of the year, so we should have expected it. We're joined now with Dave Burns of Nine Eight Seven Arizona Sports, our insider for all Phoenix Suns, especially in this crazy Finals run. I want to talk a little bit about DeAndre Ayton. He's probably my favorite player in this series. Um, one of my underdog favorite players in this series because of one thing, I think his his youth, but also his ceiling shows every single game. Can you just speak on how incredible he's defending Giannis without fouling? We sat up here the game after he fouled out, and uh, you know Giannis had his way, and, and you told us, you know, that's not typical of of DeAndre Ayton. He knows how to defend without fouling. He's never had been a foul heavy guy. And last game, he did a really good job on Giannis. And maybe back to your point earlier, you know, a lot of the reasons why uh, Milwaukee was able to get out and score is because it was Giannis in transition, not in the half court set where uh, Aiden was playing good defense. So could you kind of take us beyond the curtain of what's worked for Aiden in terms of his defense on Giannis and also the defensive scheme of the Suns and, and as a team? You watch his feet. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. that's what I do when I'm watching Aiton play defense out there on Giannis. I mean, Giannis is, is a is a bully, and I mean that in the nicest way. He he is going to bully guys around, and physically, he's just so imposing. I I think for DeAndre Aiton, whatever he's got to do to keep him out of the charge circle, and, and I I watch. There were three or four possessions in Game Four where I was watching Aiton and how he was moving his feet and not getting caught putting his hand in the cookie jar. He was keeping his hands up. He was staying vertical, but at the same time moving his feet just to make sure Giannis never really had a great clear lane to the basket. And I I think for me, that's where DeAndre Ayton is really special defensively, is, is his ability athletically. He's so graceful for such a big guy. And he can move so very well. And he and he's just getting smarter and better by the game. The the foul trouble was was really a blip. And it's only happened once, honestly, the whole postseason where his minutes have been severely limited. I, I would have liked to have seen a better offensive game out of Aiton. Uh in game four. I thought he missed a couple of bunnies real close at the rim. I don't know if it would have changed the game dramatically, but I, I, I think that that impacted him. But defensively, the way he rebounded um, it, it's it's all in the feed for him, and he's just a really agile big man for a guy of his size. Dave, last time we had you on, I asked you about these Chris Paul rumors, you know, because there's the rumors that maybe Chris Paul would leave and go play in New York. Do you feel like everything kind of relies on this final series, how it ends? Like if Phoenix loses, let's say, in six or seven to Milwaukee, and I know you don't want to think like that, but when I was doing, you know, morning radio in Milwaukee, would be like, you know, if the Bucks, if the Bucks don't get it done this year, do they blow it up? Do they fire Budenholzer? Do they try to trade Middleton? Because obviously you can't keep running back this core year after year with the same results. But do you feel like maybe if they do lose in six or seven, that Chris Paul walks? Or do you think he's there to stay in Phoenix playing for Monty Williams regardless? 
I really believe he's here to stay. I, I really do. I, I, I know that if they lose, I, I don't think they're going to want to blow it up because I think, I mean, look at the West next year. There right. are rumors that, you know, Damian Lillard might want out. Kawhi is probably going to miss most of the season. Jamal Murray's going to miss a good chunk of the season while he's coming back from his knee injury. There, there's, I would look at it anyway. Okay, the Lakers are going to be the Lakers. And they're going to get Anthony Davis back, and they're probably going to be fine. But LeBron's going to be another year older, and that's you know another year of susceptibility to getting injured. I kind of have a feeling here that, that this West is there to be won for the Phoenix Suns for a couple of more years. And while it's probably foolish to think you're going to go to the NBA Finals for three straight seasons, especially Golden State, they're going to get their guys back. I, I think there is a window next season that continue to contend at the highest level in the West. And I just, I mean, unless something goes horribly wrong financially, and it could, it could, where, you know, Robert Sarver has not been known for his willingness to, to pay a lot, but then Robert Sarver now has the benefit of a brand new building, basically a renovated building that he hasn't paid for naming rights that they just inked today one of the best practice facilities in the NBA. I, I think this is a time for Robert Sarver to kind of pay it forward a little bit, all of these things that he's been given. And I don't know, guys, I'm, I'm oddly not that worried about him not doing that. I, I think he understands he's this is what he's always wanted, and I just can't imagine him not paying for it now. So I don't worry about Chris Paul not being here. I, I think he's going to be back next year. I think the Suns are either going to – opt in and they're going to give him two more years or he's going to opt out and they're going to give him three either way i just don't think he's leaving i really don't dave thanks so much for joining us have fun at the game tomorrow go bucks <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'll, I'll agree with you on the first two things you said the yeah third uh, i refuse to endorse that's okay that's okay hey whoever sushi wins on the series when, no I'll sushi on ryan yeah the Suns win. Yeah. Sure. Sushi on Ryan. Sure, sure. I got you, Dave. Just, Thanks a lot, man. I'm just glad. To, I'm just glad to hear the better half of your show still believes Suns in six. <laughs> Absolutely, and the Suns are going to cover tomorrow. I like hearing that. That makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your night, man. That's Dave Burns, 98.7 Arizona Sports.